conversion therapy, and you've got the latest letter sewed in your sweaty palm. I'm Karen. <laughs> I'm Bonnie, and I hope your palm's not sweaty because that means you're up to no good, and you're probably on the third floor of our church. <laughs> I people said, get caught doing things. I'm I'm letting it be known that I was I said sweaty, not sticky. Two different things. Hey. But just yep, here's for our uh repressed feelings and thoughts. Purity culture so, 101 started way before Josh Harris's book. Um well, uh, tell tell people that you put a question on Instagram and everyone answered it. All right. So I don't like this anymore. <laughs> no, I'm what? joking. I don't like <laughs> it anymore. I've every once in a blue moon, I think this is just like maybe my third, but possibly the second question I posed. I pretty much stole it from our Facebook group. You can find us, Deconversion Therapy. And took someone's question, pretended it was mine, <laughs> posted it. And what I like to do is repost people's answers, but like grab a fun little picture off the internet that might go with it. There were um, <laughs> right around 100 responses this time. <laughs> you had a lot of graphic work to do, and <laughs> some of right. them were so funny. It was crazy. So this one was, what was something bad <laughs> that you did in church, you know, church-related, that you got caught for? And I will just say now, without naming anyone, because <laughs> I can't remember their names any way, but that there are at least two people that follow our Instagram who were having affairs with youth ministers. And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they wrote me. I mean, they're the victims. They were groomed. Oh. But you're just like, oh, my God, because, you know, I heard that rumor about our former one, the one that I thought was going to be Andy Gibb, but yeah, had a similar name. Um, and I heard, and I heard that yeah. from somebody who had no reason to lie to me. So yeah, and told me who the girl was and everything. See, you and I are talking about two different people here. I think. Nope. Okay, let's pause. <laughs> okay, All we're right. back. Unpause. <laughs> and the fun part is. Bonnie and I were talking about two different youth ministers of ours who we have information that both might have been fucking around. So that's a delight. Uh, any hoodly, um, follow us. So the answers were great. The answers were great. Follow us on Instagram. I'm on Twitter every once in a while. I'll try and post um, some kind of question every once in a while, although I am slightly horrified with how many answers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, you did a great job with that. But um, one of my favorites was um, the answer that the person says, wearing open-toed shoes. Baptist boys apparently can't handle themselves <laughs> around toes. I know. It's all so crazy. <laughs> but you put a picture of Olivia Newton-John's red shoes 
with her black tight pants at the end of Grease, putting out the cigarette, which is my favorite part of any movie ever. So that was a shout out. I just, I just love that. I put Easter eggs here and there. So uh, earlier today, I went down to Miami to get something from uh, the person who sold me something on Craigslist last <laughs> oh, great. week. great. I went to get the second part of it, and I didn't get murdered again, so awesome. Just say um, he's your dealer. This is code. <laughs> this can't be suddenly. So I decided, I looked at the map, and I plugged in the address for the hostel that the person who Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife was having a long affair with, mm-hmm. uh, the, the hostel that he owned with the money that they gave him. And I drove by this hostel and I thought, oh, I surely couldn't have missed it. But, oh, yeah, I missed it. I had to turn around. I had to go down an alley and try to figure out where it was. But I got a picture. It's so tucked in. It's so tucked in. So and is it- there's a liquor store in this building. Right. And then there's like this tiny little gate with a bunch of uh, metal to keep criminals out mm-hmm. and big bars to keep people from reaching over and unlocking the door from inside. And it just says Miami hostel. <laughs> and it's such like an old weathered sign. It looks mm-hmm. like it's old Florida where. Yep. There's a parrot holding a margarita glass. There you go. Miami hostel. But for the people who would stay in a hostel in Miami Beach. They're right in the right area. They're walkable <laughs> to all the places where you can go see drag queen shows. And um, and Bonnie uh, Steeler. You've got it all. <laughs> no, he right lives there. on the other side. <laughs> um, oh, man. But uh, and then when I drove down the alley, you know, it said, smile, you're on camera. I'm like, ew. OK. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's been stuff done in that alley that they're like, <laughs> oh, the danger of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> but parking is so tight there because there's so many uh, you know, people coming over to party. Because you got to park um, in the rear. Oh, man, yeah. I've got tons of them. Do you <laughs> so, back in? <sighs> but um, but with COVID, there were plenty of parking spots, but I didn't go inside the gate. I didn't want to get trapped in the <laughs> Right, right. They're like, hepatitis C, we're fine with this COVID. Don't come in. I just, I just felt like I could smell bodily fluids, it even looks, from my yeah. sealed, like a vacuum car. And that's what I was saying. Like, I can't imagine being Jerry Falwell and being supposedly good with real estate. Yes, I'm sure that's going to make money. Maybe. It's still a hostel, yes. though. So I'm, but I'm but like, uh, it's margin. It's, it's the, the amount uh, of money that you're going to make on what you're going to invest is going to be, it's going to keep coming back. <laughs> I mean, maybe not now. <laughs> I can say but, I'm just going to stop with the euphemisms, but no, I, I just cannot imagine the president of our Baptist college, either of them. Like, just going, like, this is never going to bite me in the ass. I am going to put my name on paper and invest, one, in anything, you know, much less 
that no, there is crazy. there is some kind of mobster mentality of I don't have to obey the rules and that's uh, happening. Yeah, here. and keep this guy quiet. One because right, right, it's crazy. Yeah. All righty. So, do you want to read the first letter? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, and I've skimmed mine super briefly. So um, there's a theme. Love the themes. It makes okay, it easier so to name. This first person says it's okay to use their name. And um, so it says, uh, hey, Karen and Bonnie, I just want to say I love your podcast. It gives me way more life than Jesus ever did. <laughs> God. That is surreal when I read that. That is. Oh, like, my God. What are these people talking about? Go that is hell. so. Yeah. <laughs> that is. But that's so fun. The. Uh, to receive compliments is so appreciated. Yeah, um, I still don't. And we're so take it in. No, no, I, and it makes me so happy that we have a community. Yeah, yeah. Like I still doubt anything is real in general. So, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, all right. So here, here we go. Over the years, my family attended basically every kind of church in search of God's will for us. Methodist, Presbyterian, a non-denominational megachurch, a small Southern Baptist church that met in a public school. Ooh, that's sad. <laughs> Charismatic churches, a Pentecostal church. Ooh. So many, sometimes I lose track. I guess we were chasing the anointing or something. Mm -hmm. God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> However, the crowning jewel in my church attendance tiara is the two years when my family became Mennonites. <laughs> My God, that's a deep, like, commitment. Wow. Uh, my parents were not born Mennonites. That's just what they felt God was calling us to be. We actually moved states to begin this new Sheesh. lifestyle. It's oh so expensive. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, we visited two churches to get a feel for which would best fit us. The first church we visited turned out to be too conservative for our comfort. If we joined this church, we could still drive a car, but it had to be painted black oh <laughs> to avoid being gaudy. <laughs> that okay, maybe. let me just pause there and say the irony of that is everybody in Los Angeles drives a black car to be slick and smooth. Right, right. And so when she says black, I'm <laughs> well, like, what, why what wouldn't it be white? It should be pure. This could be a yellow and, state car. I mean, oh yellow car state. There we go. White would be not gaudy. Okay, go ahead. So, and we would also have to remove the radio <sighs> to get rid of the temptation of worldly music. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so um, apparently you could probably... <laughs> a tape player like we did with Karen's mom <laughs> as a kid Let's listening to just, Robert Goulet. Yeah, and Elvis. <laughs> oh, what torture. Yep. Uh, we women could only wear certain colors, though which ones have escaped my memory. And the ankle-length dresses could only be solid colors, no patterned fabric. We decided to try a different church. <laughs> um, the next church we ended up sticking with. It was more lenient in its standards. No required car colors. We could keep the radio, though you really should only listen to classical music or hymns sung a cappella. Oh, oh, that sounds very Church of Christ. But do you go to that one and you see the different color cars 
you know, in the parking lot. Oh, right. And you're right. like, oh, or are they all like Jesus protect <laughs> they're all us? Funeral procession. We're just cars. gonna check this out. Oh, Lord. Um, then it goes, yeah. Then it goes on. Let's see. Dresses could be any color or pattern fabric. What? Just no red. Red is the color of harlots. <laughs> we all know that's that. green, but yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, I have to say my favorite memory of our time there was when my parents and I told them we went to see the orchestra. We really went to a Trans-Siberian Orchestra concert, but we were not supposed to listen to that evil genre of music called rock. (laughs) So we had to leave out a few convenient details to get babysitters for my young siblings. Oh, my gosh. How many? Okay. Write that I mean, it wasn't later. technically a lie, right? There was a mini orchestra. <laughs> anyway, I am no longer a Mennonite, nor do I attend church of any kind. In fact, I'm about as far from Mennonite as you can get. I have piercings and purple hair. I wear shorts what? and leggings. And I have a baby with my boyfriend. Oh, the most man. scandalous yeah. part is probably the shorts, though. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for the podcast, and I hope this letter brought some entertainment. Uh, that oh my gosh! Uh, oh, so let's see. Did I say her name, Lorian? I did. I mean, going to Mennonite is just so. That's your parents are on a journey, you know, and kids yeah. are along for the ride, and they're just like, how holy should we get? And yeah, <laughs> my God. Well, good um, luck. Although I'm kind of jealous of that. I always thought that when kids were dragged along for a parent's journey, that that provided them fodder for when they grew up. Uh, for their therapists. But, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's super healthy for the kids yeah, but most I mean, of the time. Right. But, you know, how much should you just coddle these kids? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put them in a sex cult. Let's just hit the pedal. Um, uh, can you imagine no no patterned fabric? No, I feel that that there could be sneaky messages in it. I, I oh, that's true. Maybe it's there's one that says in the Bible no mixed fabrics, but they mainly just meant like no cotton with wool type thing. I did not realize that like the color. No, this is like no checks, no zigzags. Yeah. No seersucker. No for- rickerack. <laughs> no rickerack. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The next one comes from Steve. Welcome, Steve. It says, a couple of weeks ago, and remember, these were from a while ago, so who knows? Steve, hope you're still around. That's it. Okay. (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, I was with a group riding bicycles across Missouri on the Katy Trail, which is Missouri, Kansas, Texas Railroad, and then he puts other initials like that bikers know. I don't know. Um, This was a five-day adventure during which I caught up with the podcast. Oh, my God. And listened to many episodes. We're sorry. Somewhere (laughs) abound. See, he listened to too many and he can't spell. Somewhere around (laughs) mile 150, I decided to write and tell my story. So here we go. Awesome. (laughs) To start, here are a couple Anecdotes about how goofy the Catholic Church was in the 60s. I love it. How many 
like weird gelatin meals were in their fellowship hall. Okay. Gelatin meals? You mean like molds? Yes. With things included? <laughs> and the word aspic, which I still don't know what that is. Okay. Let's it's get back. a salty, savory kind of gel. That's gross. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up Catholic in Northeast Indiana and went to Catholic school for 12 years in the 60s and 70s. Wow. In elementary school, all students went to Mass every school day before classes started. This was back in the day when all girls had to wear a head covering in church. If a girl forgot her little lace covering, it looked like a doily under a cake, one of the nuns would bobby pin a tissue to her head. I guess wearing Kleenex on your head made all the difference. Prior to 1964, a person was required to refrain from eating or drinking anything other than water and medicine starting at midnight before receiving communion. That's weird. I haven't heard that one. They must have had too many people passing out in church services. (laughs) No, they must have had, uh, you know, they must have figured, well, that's the only way it's going to turn into the blood and the body is on an empty stomach. (laughs) So here we were, a church full of children who hadn't eaten since the evening before, trying to be devout and pay attention to the same service we attended yesterday and would attend tomorrow. (laughs) Pope John VI on November 24, 1964, reduced the fast to a period of one hour. That's so crazy that you can just... Like, up and change the rules. I yeah, mean, because they're arbitrary to start with. Of course it. you can. I know. And Catholics weren't Christians, you know <laughs> what I mean? So on to my specific story. I am very left-handed. Uh, just the very. Word very <laughs> upsets me. Well, <laughs> this was a problem for the nun teaching second grade. Oh, oh this is what my dad I know went through. Happening. Yeah. <laughs> As we were learning cursive writing, she would constantly force me to use my right hand. She per- she took particular enjoyment in calling me a child of the devil because I was left-handed. After a few days of this, she started smacking my knuckles with a ruler whenever I used my left hand. One day, after being smacked so many times my knuckles were raw, I snatched the ruler from her hand, broke it across my knee, and screamed, Stop hitting me, bitch! Steve was never heard from again. Okay. (laughs) She dragged me by my ear, damn it, up two flights. And that's okay. I got to stop there. The old dragging by the ear was also very, uh, a very short-term encapsulated in history maneuver. You don't get really get dragged by the ear. You just get pinched real hard and then you succumb. But, yeah, yeah, like, no one does that anymore. There's no bar fights where, like, someone pulls someone's ear. It was just right then. It was right then. You don't know. Bring it back. There are people who are popping ears as part of bar fights. (laughs) That's right. If they get it just right, that blows out an eardrum. Yeah, it hurts. She dragged me by my ear up two flights of marble stairs to the principal's office where they called my father. 
While waiting for Dad, the Monsignor, basically the senior pastor and head of the school, arrived and was glaring at me, too. I was sitting in the principal's outer office, scared out of my mind when Dad arrived. He walked past me into the inner office and closed the door. My father was a relatively soft-spoken man, but when he (laughs) talked, it was a good idea to listen. Through the door, I could hear him say to the teacher, the principal, and the Monsignor, if you ever touch my son again, I will tear this building down around your ears. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Dad and I walked out together, got in the car, and drove home. The only thing he ever said about the incident was, I understand your motivation, but I don't approve of your methods. (laughs) I learned much later that Dad was left-handed in his youth and ran into the same problem in school. Needless to say, I learned cursive with my left hand. That's just one of the many stories from my Catholic days. Thank you for a great podcast and the community you've built listening to you made my bicycling across Missouri a lot more enjoyable, Steve. Oh, my gosh. We've been to Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> the only time. <laughs> that uh, So in Spanish, my dad wasn't born in the States. And in Spanish, the word for left is the same for evil. So they, Izquierda? Yeah. They yeah. really were horrified of that. And, of course— my dad went to the same, you know, he went to Catholic schools and all that. But um, I remember when we were young, they didn't want us to be left-handed either, but they nope. never, it wasn't because of that. They had their own like, oh, it's just going to be easier. Your handwriting will look better. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And things were built more for right-handed people, like the spirals on the left side of the notebook was easy for a person with a right-handed writing not to have to rest their hand on spiral yes. metal. So um, now I see— And other things, but that's <laughs> the only one that I can think of. Well, mugs. I would hate having a backwards Stop mug. It. That drives me crazy. <laughs> if the writing wasn't facing out, right. I'd throw the towel in. But, um, all right. Did you want me? Was this was this a setup to talk about how Rafael Nadal's uncle Tony got him to play with his left hand so that he would have an advantage? Yes. Okay. Was. Well, um, there it is. I got it in. <laughs> well, then later in life, when I was an adult and I found out like tons of U.S. presidents were left-handed and that it indicates genius. I'm like, oh, I'm left-handed. I'm not left-handed. But But you can always claim, yeah, I was going to be left-handed, but they stopped me in school. That's right. Yeah. You know who else is left-handed? Tina Fey. Damn it. Yeah. Should have been left-handed. I know. The good ones are left-handed. Yeah. Um, All right. So I will read this other one. Are you ready for the first four letters or the first four words of the letter? (laughs) No, only the first four letters. And her story starts like this. So I grew up Mennonite. <laughs> what? What if they knew crazy? each other? And you didn't even know which letters you sent me. It was wow. like a grab bag. What if they um, knew each other and they were like, <laughs> their black they car passed the other black car. <laughs> right. 
Uh, so I grew up Mennonite and the kind that isn't allowed to drink, dance, smoke, watch movies, or have sex, but can wear regular clothing. Ooh, crazy. Oh. A postmodern Mennonite, if you will. I didn't Anywho, know that there were that many. <laughs> that like many Mennonites? Divisions. Like divisions of men- oh, Mennonites. Right. I thought they just I guess if you of- want to keep them active, you've got to break the rules a little bit. Yeah. Um, because hell, you made them up anyway. <laughs> right. right. Uh, so it's the mid-1980s and I'm at Bible college where I have a few really fun friends, but I'm actually kind of shy with a healthy dose of social anxiety. Um, wasn't that all of us mm-hmm. in college? No? Uh, that's me now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, one evening, the whole campus worth of us Christian kids are told to drive to the riverbank a few miles away for a whopping good evening of wholesome fun. <laughs> to get there, we had to carpool, but I hadn't made any pre-plans for this, so I had to run around searching for a free seat in any car I could find. I remember that. Boy, days. that's that just describes my whole memory totally. of, <laughs> of yeah. high school. That's all we did. In, yeah. And in... And it was always like, you want to give me a ride? We were getting in cars with anyone. Yep. Just <laughs> from church. It was going like, well, to Red Robin. Can <laughs> I ride? Yeah. Um, I walk past a full car after full car, and I'm in social hell right there. Finally, I find a car with space for me, but with three relative strangers. The driver, a devout but desperate for a wife Mennonite farmer boy. <laughs> <laughs> A girl who was once pranked with a muffin served in a jock strap and she <laughs> ate it. <laughs> what? <laughs> These Why wouldn't you eat are... a muffin? I'm just kidding. <laughs> and a boy whom I was familiar with because of his spectacular zit collection and poor oral hygiene. Mm-hmm. And guess who I got to cram in beside? <laughs> yep. <laughs> His leg was resting against mine, perhaps a bit more than necessary, but it was a little Honda Civic, so I let it go. He also seemed a bit fidgety, but I thought, oh, God, oh, God, oh, no, no, no. Okay, he also seemed, I'm so scared. I am too. (laughs) I haven't read this. Okay, he also seemed a bit fidgety, but I thought nothing of that either at the time. Think about it. And anyway, (laughs) it was a short drive to the river. This awkward foursome would disband soon, or so I thought. So we get to the riverbank, and yada yada, a good time was probably had by some, but then... When it was time to drive back to campus, we all crammed back into our rides and yeah. gun for campus. But one minute into the ride back, our car ran out of gas. Remember yeah. the 80s when we could throw a $5 bill <laughs> in the tank and hope for the best? Yeah. yeah. Didn't work too well that day. We watched as car after car drove around us to get back. No one stopped. Mm-hmm. To this day, I can you know why? Because her car was probably black. <laughs> they couldn't see them. Um, to this day, I can see retreating taillights in the dust and hear myself <laughs> whisper yelling, no, come back. <laughs> so we sat there for a few long minutes expecting someone to realize we hadn't returned. Minutes turned to hours. Evening turned to night. What? It got cold. <laughs> this is, this is, is this... <laughs> The show I survived. <laughs> we need to totally okay. check on this. But P.S. If church was so close, <laughs> did they not think of having one person walk? I'm just kidding. It's dangerous. Um, 
At one point, Farmer Boy suggested <laughs> that we get out of the car and stand to pray for help. <laughs> well, that does <laughs> that does allow Jesus to flow through the whole body. And you then... could have been praying the whole time. Exactly. Um, Zit guy, whom I will now refer to as Ass Itch, got an oh, itchy no. ass. <laughs> Gross. And started scooching his butt against oh. the seat. Oh. So I was a hundred percent in on getting out and calling on Jesus to help me out of there. We got out of the car and stood in a circle. Why? While Farmer Boy called out to Jesus in his most reverent pray voice. <laughs> Jesus Father God. <laughs> I love just like the multi names you the more you string together. Faithful we got healer, back in the car. Car we driver. We sat in silence. <laughs> Ass itch scooched his itchy butt. Farmer boy tried to turn the car on to warm us up, but no gas. <laughs> More butt <laughs> scooching. And as crammed in as we were, when he was itching his butt against the seat, he was itching it against me too. Gross. The driver called for us all to get out and pray again. So we get out and call out to the Lord for salvation, and back in we go. All is silent except for the sound of denim against car seat, just rubbing away. More hours tick by. Oh, gosh. And now it is very cold and not as dark outside. Farmer Boy suggests we all get out and pray again. I say I'm pretty sure God can hear through metal because <laughs> as fun. gross... As ass itch was, I was freezing. Yeah. That logic did not sit well with Farmer Boy. He got out to pray all by himself, at which point the sun was coming up. Oh, my God. Isn't he, and he just realized, so fervent? We so wait, knew guys like wait. that. <sighs> he got out to pray all by himself, at which point the sun was coming up, and he realized there was a driveway to a farmhouse 10 feet from the stalled <laughs> car. I said, well, shit. At the same time as Jock Muffin yelled, praise the Lord. <laughs> Different perspectives. That's right. Jesus Ass made that and driveway right then. Jesus made that driveway appear. Um, Ass Itch and Farmer Boy went to fetch some help while Jock Muffin and I waited like good <laughs> menno girls. When we finally got back to campus, everyone else was heading into first class. Oh, my God. This was a weekday. <laughs> and, well, I guess it was Sunday night. Why weren't, like, the parents out looking? Okay, yeah. Um, when we finally got back to campus, everyone else, oh, it's Bible oh, College. That's, that's right. That's right. No one cares. There were no parents. <laughs> oh. Um, then this is what happens when you go off to college. Your friends don't even give a crap if you show back up. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. So uh, I bumped into my roommate who beamed a sweet smile and said, oh, I was wondering where you were. This experience confirmed to me that I was totally expendable, even to my Christian friends. Oh. Wow. And no one would notice or ever come looking if I went missing. And actually, leaving the church proved this theory to be right on the money. Too bad I hadn't been in a car with some hot guys, a bottle of vodka, and some Marlboros. <laughs> I and wonder maybe, what. Maybe a can of gas. I don't right. know. <laughs> I wonder what that would have done for my theology. Anyway, I wish nothing but the best for Jock Muffin. I hope Assage got some relief and hope that Farmer Boy found a good wife and a full tank somewhere out on the mission field. As for me today, I never leave home without a solid pack of smokes and an empty bladder. 
<laughs> oh, and I have a husband with a squeaky clean butt. <laughs> Thank goodness. Hashtag things that become deal breakers. Hashtag menu life. Hashtag a do-over would definitely include vodka. I am going to look up Minnow Life from now on. <laughs> Stay My classy, God. you two. Thanks for the chuckles. Well, no. Oh, wait. You know what? That's insane. Go back. It says do not read her name. <laughs> okay. That I'm sorry. Is... I'm sorry. <laughs> Remind me of that. That is. Oh, I'm we... glad I didn't refer to her it during it. All those times that we had those same things. And we'd be like, oh, look, God brought us this. And it was like a permanent thing that God never could have, (laughs) like, had we opened our eyes and ventured 10 feet from the fucking car to start with. (laughs) Well, let's see. Mine is really short. I'll see if I read another one. But here we go. This one, let's see. We can read the name. It's Bex. So. Beck says, I went to film school as a, at a private Christian university five years ago where they <laughs> taught us to make films for Jesus. Beck's, those are not good films. <laughs> Anyhow, one they time, taught us. One time, one of my classmates ran into a Seventh-day Adventist wandering around campus on their way to class. I don't know why when one was on a Christian <laughs> campus, I don't think they would be converting anyone. They handed him a postcard with a picture of white Jesus on the front. He brought it to class with him, and we all started laughing about the stereotypical whiteness because we were woke Christians that knew <laughs> Jesus couldn't possibly look American. Anyway, we ended up passing the image around the room, and everyone added a doodle or signed it. (laughs) In the end, we had Jesus, who had his hands open upward in the TV-carrying position, wearing headphones, smoking a joint, and had fire bursting from his hands. (laughs) Wait, the what position? Carrying a TV. (laughs) That was a really good description. So that they can make the fire burst from the hands. We hung it up on a billboard in the main building area and created a shrine to white Jesus. He has be he has been up there for several years now. Oh, oh my, my God, we love you, Bex. Karen and Bonnie love the podcast. It's been a huge help to me personally as I've been walking through deconverting from Christianity. It's been nice to know there are other people out there going through the same thing. Absolutely. White, white Jesus makes me laugh, though. But I love, so <laughs> I still have people I know who are like, you know, Jesus wasn't white. He was black, blah, 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 blah or Middle Eastern, yet they're still believing every other non-believable thing with that right. story. Yeah. It's picking and choosing, cherry picking. So these letters were awesome, you guys. <laughs> and if you're ever on another trip where you need some listening time uh, and bec- and God calls you to write your letter into <laughs> us, please do. You can go to our website, Deconversion Therapy Podcast. Dot com. There's a place on there for you to send it, or you can send it to our email address, deconversiontherapypodcast at gmail.com. I think, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? That's it. Did I get them right? Yes. 
Um, yeah, but these are, this is my favorite thing because we all have stories. And I love, like, when we read them together, I picture them together. I picture, like, itchy-ass car. Oh, God. That the car passing them is a black car, (laughs) followed by a bicycle of a guy heading to Missouri. And it's all just, you know, and then some guy drives by only staring with his left hand. And I love it. It's a community. And it's it's all the self-consumed people that you want to think are nice Christians at Bible college. But they're all just (laughs) as jackassy as we all are. Oh, my God. They got back in the morning. I know. That's insane. Oh, our school would have been like... Yeah, they would already be sinners if they didn't return back. It would right. be yeah, they wouldn't have looked for us like that. Yeah, we were what did in your danger. RA say? I was the RA. I know. I know. But I'm also deep. thinking like what kind okay, the poor woman who married the farm boy who in any kind of crisis can't get out of the car and walk around and look. Just you to know. see where they are. Oh, I know so many people who are married oh, to that farm boy. let's just sit here and pray instead. <laughs> Sorry. You know that his, hold on, echoes too much. You know that the wife he has now has to be kept in line. I don't like it. Kept um, in line because he's dumb. Yep. That's it. <laughs> well, um, so so send more letters. And we'll see you all next week. We'll see you next week. Bye.